Hey guys, this is John Pinch, uh, another episode of VP Precision. I uh, started getting some guests on recently and uh, pretty excited about having a guy I've never really talked to till just uh, the other day. Gave him a call, we chatted a little bit, and we decided we carry on the conversation on the podcast. And I've got uh, Jacob Bynum here of Rifles Only down in Texas. Uh, a lot of you guys have uh, obviously know who he, who he is and what his, his uh, range down there is. He's been doing this for a long, long time. Uh, way before I got into the sport and way before most people got into the sport. So we're going to talk about, um, I got a few questions before we get into his, his kind of announcement. He's the last few days have been coming out about a big competition he's, uh, he's putting on. So we're just going to, uh, we're just going to chat our way through this and see where it goes. So thanks for coming on, Jacob. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, John. Glad to be here. Yeah, you bet. So, uh, just let's, I know a lot of people know, but quick history, like roughly how many years have you been, uh, when did, when did you open rifles only roughly over 20 years ago? <laughs> okay. So 20 years, mainly focused on precision rifle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Um, we do some handgun classes and carbine classes, but you know, that's, um, the, the license to carry, which obviously is not a training course. It's just a, a course. So that people know rules about handguns and stuff like that. Okay. I, if I'm going to do a handgun class solo, it's going to be for people that, really literally need to learn which way the bullet goes into the magazine. <laughs> okay. Um, if it's, if it's going to be an advanced carving course, I'll bring in a subject matter expert cause it's not my wheelhouse. Got you know, so, okay. but like precision rifle is, and I just want the client to be able to get a really good experience. And yep. I, I have no problem saying, Hey, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay with them, but I'm going to get somebody in here. Who's got a, a better track record on, training those perfect for you know tactical stuff you know for the for the bigger courses yep absolutely okay so let's just let's dive right in um um i'm coming obviously this podcast a lot of guys you guys listening are are prs nrl guys uh you know um team safari just more that kind of competitive side so you started in that you were doing competitions before prs started um, mm-hmm. and then it morphed yep. into that when, when roughly what year did you kind of, cause you're not competing as much now, busy with the range and everything. What year did you kind of stop? When was your last big competition? I don't even remember. It's been my first one was back in first one was back in the nineties. Okay. And, uh, you know, I would go to different competitions and stuff like that. There weren't that many of them yeah. that, you know, that you could go to. And then, uh, we got super, super busy with the training side. On, cool. on rifles only, you know, back in the early 2000s for obvious reasons. And um, mm-hmm. then we kept up with that. We were doing competitions uh, with Frank Galley. Uh, mm-hmm. The Sniper Side Cup actually started at rifles only. Oh, cool. And uh, now he's taking it to different places and stuff like that. But yeah. we were doing two national level competitions a year then, you know, okay. as, um, you know, we were bringing people from everywhere. And then I guess the PRS started in 2012. I'd stopped competing. I've, I've done some little stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah. little matches and things like that there's just no time absolutely yeah no i hear you <laughs> there's yeah that's how i feel about hunting and shooting and there's and, and working in family so only so much time um what what are you from from since you haven't competed for a while um uh from like from the outside looking in at the sport um mm-hmm. i have my own you know there's always little things that could be improved and 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 things but what are things that you think um are are lacking in the sport as far as maybe skills that aren't being tested? Um, are, are there anything, things that come to mind that you think should change if you could wave a wand? I'm just kind of curious your thoughts. Well, it's tough. You know, the, obviously we're not doing the stuff that 
you know, assassin's way is going to try to test. Yes. Because before, before we ran a bunch of three-day competitions. And so those were kind of cool because oh, cool. we could do range estimation, you yep. know, through the mill.scope. Yep. Uh, we could do target detection. We even did stocks. Cool. Um, we, could, we could do keep in memory system games. Okay. Um, it, there was, it wasn't uncommon for us to do those. We would do them in three days. And, uh, you know, in addition to all the marksmanship stuff, mm-hmm. but the, um, it's gotten away from that, mm-hmm. you know, with, uh, with the controlling entities that want to, uh, that do this, there's no rule that says you can't, you yeah. know, that says they, that you can't, but your clientele has changed, you yeah. know, and it's like, mm, I know that there's some people that are shooting PRS and NRL and, you know, border wars and everything else yeah. that they would love to do that. But the thing is, they don't know that they don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've never been exposed to it. A lot of them don't even know what fieldcraft is, you know, oh, but that sure. doesn't mean that doesn't mean that they wouldn't <laughs> dive right into it because it's so much fun. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's another aspect to carrying a rifle and making you a well-rounded rifleman or a rifle person, as you yeah. can say these days, because we yeah. have so many really, really exceptional female shooters coming up. Yeah. Oh, on the side note, who's a, who's a better all around shooter, Tim or Regina? While well, we're talking about females. Regina. <laughs> okay, just had to throw that out there. Um, yeah, no, no question. And Tim, Tim ain't got no problem with that. <laughs> Even if, if you throw a pistol and, and gas gun too, what do you think? Uh, now, now that changes the answer a little bit. I the want, last thing I'm going to do, do is stand down range and, and let Tim Milkovich shoot at me. Because man, I'm I not watched, make it I watched him run a gas gun a couple years ago, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow. And I, that was before I knew he was as accomplished as he was. I was, I was pretty impressed. So. Well, you know, he came, he came to one of our big matches, and he took third place shooting a two two three. That's awesome. You know what I mean? So yeah. he's no slouch with a bolt no, gun either. You no, know what I mean? No. But you, you give him that handgun and carbine, and you're, you're, whatever plans you had for the weekend, just forget them. <laughs> right on. I just throw that out there. So, so – when you say field craft, uh, that guys are, they don't know what they don't know. What are some of the things you're referring to? Are you referring to range estimation or what are the things that come to your head? Yeah, it, it's all the stuff. Land navigation is another thing. Okay. You know, it's, um, you know, there's, there, we have people that are growing up now. Like I have nieces that they don't remember there was a time before the internet. You know what I mean? The internet's oh, always yeah. been, there, you know what I mean? For sure. And with people that are going out into the, into the bush now, um, they don't know that there was a time before GPS, you know yeah. what I mean? When we did it with a map and compass, I've been a pilot for a long time. And whenever I was, you know, flying instruments back in the eighties, yeah. we didn't have a GPS. You know what I mean? Yeah. We didn't, we had several stopwatches in there and you know, <laughs> we had to check our wind and, and see what was going on with that. But yeah. it doesn't mean that those skills should go by the wayside. And the reason they shouldn't go by the wayside is obviously they're very useful, yeah. but they're also very fun and they give you a lot of confidence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you can go out into the bush with a map and compass and protractor and make your way from point A to point B mm-hmm. with some pretty good accuracy, man, it just, it, it, there's a, there's a sense of accomplishment with that. That's very difficult to get anywhere else. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, I think a sense of security. Some of the guys I hunt with are, uh, um, you know, they, they're ex-military or they're just very experienced outdoorsmen. And I think the level of security, knowing that like, Hey, if you, you have enough common sense, know-how and knowledge that if your GPS goes down, you drop your phone in or run out of batteries or something, you're not just, mm-hmm. you know, out of luck. So, um, right. I, I've, I've, I've known a little bit about land nav, but I personally have taken it for granted. I've been out, uh, you know, out in the middle of nowhere on a bunch of hunts and stuff. And I, you do take it for granted now because of technology mm-hmm. is so good. So, Sure. So how would hey, you great for yeah. the technology? Technology is awesome. Oh, it is. You know, yeah, it, it really, really is. It's just 
there's there's other ways to do that. And you know, really, fact of the matter is, once the EMP hits, the GPS ain't gonna work. <laughs> yeah, we're, we got we got big problems. So <laughs> yeah, yeah that's sure. a different. That's why I drive a '99 Ford. So yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, there you go. Um, no, uh, uh, what? Um, it's hard. You're right. I mean, with technology, your concern with you being able to range and mill just a tool in the bag because lasers are so good. There's, there's never, I mean, I don't think there's any excuse to never use one now unless, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, you know, you do trust in it though. I mean, I go on some big hunts and I, you, you'd put new batteries in, in your unit and you trust that it's going to be waterproof, durable and give you a range for the entire mm-hmm. hunt or, and that's not a life and death situation, obviously, but, um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I get, yeah, it is a good skill to learn. Are you, is there if, well, I'll save this question for the, for the, when we get into the assassin's way a little bit, but, um, okay. All right. but, um, um, yeah, I get, we'll continue more of that in the assassin's way, but what, what were some of the things when you used to shoot, uh, some of the stages that you thought were, that gave you the biggest problems? Do you, are there any that come to mind, um, positions or ranges or, or scenarios that you thought were the most difficult? No, none of them gave me any problems. Okay. You just you killed them all. <laughs> <laughs> killed them all. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I love it. Um, yeah, I killed them all. I, I had a I had a, a pretty good record in, in uh, shooting, you know, yeah. long range competitions that, you know, I'm I'm really proud of. And yeah. the yeah, it's kind of one of those things though, you know, you evolve, you know, and it's kinda like you get that big charge out of out of doing something and doing really good in a competition. Yeah. And then even when I was competing, I was training. And mm-hmm. it kind of switched because to me, it's much more powerful whenever I have a student and I see that student, their light bulb goes off like they get it. Cool. And to me now, that is much more of a charge than I ever got on winning any competitions. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. it's much. And then whenever that student exceeds your skill level. Yeah. Winning. Yeah. Winning. You know, just. That's cool. The, the gratification in that is a lot of people would let their ego come in. So, oh, well, I didn't tell you everything, or I'm going to, I'm going to always yeah. be better than you. Screw that. Agreed. They're coming in, they're giving you their money. And what's worse, they're giving you their time. Yeah. And if you're giving you their time, you want them to be as best as they could possibly ever be. And when they pers- surpass your own skill set as an instructor, it's just a rush, man. It's a rush. I love that. No, that's yeah. good. I love that perspective from uh, from instructors. I mean, you look at all the PGA guys and everything. The players are better than the coaches, but and the coaches just love it. But they know, you know, fun. The, well, not to go back to fundamentals, but basics and and all that stuff. So, um, no, it always back to fundamentals. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's 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 your big thing. And like I said, I I don't. I'm newer to this game, and I don't know you. I haven't been down to your place, but I know it gets. Uh, you know, that's that's your thing, and. And well, I, I think I think you would win more if you did. Would yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm interested. What um, <laughs> speaking of that, why why do you think Morgan? Uh, why do you think Morgan Lampright kills your your match so well? Is it is it local win knowledge and prop knowledge, or is it or is it something else? Like what no, he does Morgan, really Morgan, really Morgan well there. Morgan kills it at other places too. I yeah. mean, he, he's won here once. You know what I mean? But there it seems is, like he's always top top three though i see i feel like when i see uh, results he, he's always top 10 but that's yeah. just because he's a good shooter yeah you know for I mean? sure but part of it is he grew up down here mm-hmm. so he knows he knows our wins he knows how to shoot and wins whenever mm-hmm. i first met morgan lamprick he was already a good shooter for sure you know what i mean he's a good there dude. wasn't there wasn't really wasn't so much that i could do for him and he doesn't 
he has never practiced here ever. Oh, I mean, really? he's got a place. Oh yeah. He shoots mainly. And there's another ranch that's like two and a half hours North of us, several that are like an hour and a half North of us. And okay. that's where he practices. Okay. And some of those places I know he's practicing are even more tabletop than my place. So he's getting a lot of wind knowledge. And so Got he's it. just a good shooter. Yeah, I mean, you stick is. him anywhere. He's a good shooter. He is. He's a nice guy too. So, um, yeah. what's, uh, um, when you talk about fundamentals, I know, I mean, obviously current debate PRS, we've got heavy guns. I'm shooting a dasher, light triggers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not as light as most guys. I, I, I tend to, I measured my trigger the other night and I tend to be around 14. So just under a pound, 14 ounces. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I know some guys running sixes and eights and fives and stuff like that. And I got down to five or I'm sorry, I got down to eight uh, a couple years ago and I just didn't, um, I didn't care for it. I, question around that is that when I did that, I felt that you, um, subconscious, I'm, I'm curious of your opinion on this. I felt subconsciously, no matter what you do, your body anticipates the shot. Like it's built in that loud noise and recoil were, were from thousands of years or millions of years of evolution, whatever way you look at, we react to loud noises and things. And so, um, this seemed like so you're more, saying that we flinch. Yeah, I think I think yeah. everybody's got to flinch. Um, uh, God, whatever you want to call, it. everyone's going to flinch. And I felt like the more I shot light, I, I shot really well, and I think you, uh, there's a lot of guys that do. But for me personally, um, I tended to I, I could catch myself getting a little punchy if I wasn't very very careful. And I feel like that 14 ounces, I can I can get to the trigger, and I'm. Jake and I talk about this a lot because he runs a little heavier too. I feel like I have more time to have a mental shot process and control that trigger. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Of, what do you think about the statement that everybody flinches at, at some Dude, point? I can, I can flinch with the best of them. In fact, I've even had a flinching award. You know what I mean? But I work. I work. I work through flinch on by applying the fundamentals and driving the rifle through recoil. Okay. If you feel like in your mind between your ears yep. that a fourteen ounce trigger keeps you from, or at least minimizes your flinch. Yep. You can wrap that safety blanket around you and go with it. Yeah. No problem. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. But you have an ND on my range because you threw your rifle down on a prop and it went off. Yeah. Now we got a problem. No, you know uh, what I mean? Agreed. Yeah. 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 So, so do you think there's a, pl- like, so on the limits of, um, what you would call safety, are you at, do you think there's a number? Do you think it's two pounds? Do you think, or do you think guys can be uh, safe and effective with lighter triggers? I mean, obviously guys are shooting well with lighter triggers, so it's not sure. Um, but the lighter trigger is not why they're shooting well. But like I say, they wrap their mind around that safety blanket thinking that that light trigger is making them shoot well. And it's not, it's not, it's something else that's going on, but they've convinced themselves in their head. And the thing about it is if I get real sick and I have to go to a drug study, and they give me a placebo, and I think it works, and it does work, well, I don't give a shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> Whatever they want to do. But it's kind of like the, um, uh, are you familiar with the uh, 107 Barrett? Uh, not not intimately, no. I mean, I know. Have you ever shot one? No. Okay. All right. So what Ronnie Barrett did was he gathered up a bunch of like dregs of society, gang members, demons, shit like that, and he yeah. put them in a room, and they said to design a trigger for his 50 cal. Okay. And they came up with the absolute worst trigger that has ever been on the planet at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And that's the trigger that they put into the Barrett 50 cal. Well, fortunately, Barrett sent one of these down here, one of these 50 cals down, yep. and let me play with it for two years. And 
I guess the trigger weight, mm, nine, 14 pounds, something like that. Jeez. The the take up on it is about a half a mile. Um, <laughs> the over travel is crazy. Whenever it goes off, it, it's it's the opposite of a breaking glass. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like you're breaking a two by four. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to drag it through through gravel. <laughs> but I dry fired that gun. You know what I mean? I dry fired and I dry fired and I dry fired. I know I dry fired that thing. I can't even tell you how many times. But everyone says about the Barrett 50 cal is that it's a five minute gun. And it is if you don't learn to love the trigger. Yeah. But once you learn to love the trigger, you can get that gun to shoot one and one and a half, one and a quarter on occasion with good ammo. Yeah. But it's it's about that trigger. Um, with the lighter triggers that are coming up, light triggers have a place and it's called bench rest. You know what I mean? Okay. But like I always say, you got to be 65 years old to shoot bench rest. So <laughs> That's not true. I've think, shot bench rest. <laughs> I, I hear you though. I don't feel like... I don't feel like for field rifle, okay. you know, for like a hunting rifle or a combat rifle that you should have a trigger that's less than two pounds. I just don't feel like if you, if we're, but again, the PRS is not that the NRL is not that it's a game. Yeah, and agreed. for, for that game, you're going to have certain tools that you build for that game. And they are going to be different than a tool that you would have for another purpose. Okay. I just don't like us to lose sight of the fact that, <clears throat> you know, rifles are, they're weapons, man. They're not tennis rackets. They're yeah. not golf clubs. Yeah, yeah. So you think, uh, uh, where's your where's your upper limit? Obviously, a six pound trigger um, is potentially harder to shoot off a barricade than a two pound. I think mm-hmm. I think there is a. It does make it easier to shoot off of a barricade, or especially a really awkward position. To, mm-hmm. I mean, there are times where where I, I, I generally will punch the trigger pretty good on a mover because I'm t- I'm I'm. Yeah, you know, I, I try. I set it up ahead of it, and when it hits my number, I'm punching. So, um, mm-hmm. if I've got a six or eight pound trigger, uh, it's harder to do than a, a six ounce, eight ounce, fourteen ounce, whatever you happen to shoot. I mean, yeah. what are your thoughts on like a wobbly prop? Because if if it it obviously matters. If it didn't matter, people wouldn't be going as low as they are. I mean, I think when I grab. I think prone, it's no problem. I can shoot an eight pound trigger or whatever. You just, you load mm-hmm. the, you load the gun up, you get behind it, you get, and you press and press and press. But when you, we get in these awkward, goofy, silly positions that get pretty gamey in the sport, uh, I think sometimes a lighter trigger does help. Or do you disagree with that or? <laughs> no, I just think, I just think it's a subjective question because, okay. you know, I come over here and we do, you know, a PRS or an NRL match here. Yeah. And I look at like the hit rate on the mover and then, I go over and, you know, I don't, you might not know what we do down here, but we train a lot of military. We train a lot yeah. of federal law enforcement and everything else. Yeah. And those guys who are shooting their 110s and their Mark 11s and their Mark 13s, they don't have triggers that are beautiful. You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. Six or eight pounds. They're not six or eight pounds, but they're definitely four. Yeah. You know what I mean? And some of them are five. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so like anyone else, the first time they shoot a mover, it's going to be. It's, it's going to look bad. Yeah. And then once they figure out how to shoot movers, they start hitting them as well as anybody else, even yeah. with that heavy trigger. I don't think the trigger is a factor on movers, nor do I think the trigger is a factor on a barricade. But if you think it is, then that's your reality. Okay. You know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with that. I'm, okay. I'm not saying that like it's a negative thing. Yeah. I don't mean it in a negative way. Okay. If, okay. So here, here's a good example of it. Whenever I was competing. Yep. Well, my father went hunting a long time ago in Africa, and he got a lion. Mm-hmm. So he brought me back to Duclaw, all right? Oh, cool. So I made a necklace out of it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And whenever I go to competitions, 
I wear my dew claw. You know what I mean? Yeah. I go and win. Yeah. One time I went without it and I didn't. Yeah, between your ears. <laughs> Bingo. I gotcha. I gotcha. Bingo. No, there's Bingo. a there... talk about any professional sports guy that's out there. Oh yeah. The sock the socks goes on the feet in a certain order. Yep. You know, the jersey go it's it's just um there's a giant, everybody's got their yeah. own little rituals and it's going on between their ears. But yep. listen, here's the deal. The fundamentals of marksmanship are what put metal to me. You know what yep. I mean? If you've got some other little thing that's going on in your head and it's working for you, perfect. Who yeah. cares? Yeah. Yeah. There's nine ways to skin a cat. The only way you can screw up is by not following the fundamentals. And you can get away with it. You can you can cheat them every now and then. Yeah. Or, you know, the, the crowd that you're in doesn't know anything about the fundamentals. But I, I Oh, I, come on now. I gotta I gotta push back on that a little bit. You've watched have you watched Jake Bibbert shoot? Who's Jake Vipper? Oh, stop. He's <laughs> yeah. Whenever you talk to him, tell him I need to talk to him about targets. Okay. I am my, my targets are getting all torn up and that's not his fault. I feel like I've certainly got my use out of yeah, them. They're getting hit every day, thousands of times, but I got to do some repairs on it. No, it. I've seen Jake Vipper shoot. So what, what about you, it? Well, do you think, do you think he's fundamentally sound? I, I don't know. I've never looked at it in terms of that. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Whenever v- Jake Vibbert shows up here, he shows up here for a match yep. where I've got over 130 people. Yep. The last thing I'm worried about is Jake Vibbert's fundamentals. Well, no, <laughs> you know I, mean? I know, but I just, I got to, obviously I like, I, it's fun talking with you and I got to push back a little bit. Cause I, I shoot with some of these guys that are, you think he's fundamentally sound. Well, I watch, I watch him, uh, it's a yes or no question square up to the, I think he is. I watch him square up to the gun. I watch him take Does a deep think he's fundamentally sound. Yeah. I think he's probably the most okay. fundamentally sound person in the game. Um, I think there's okay. some really good shooters that I, I do see little, little free recoil. And sometimes there's positions that require you get something that's super goofy. You got to adapt to the situation, but, okay. um, but he squares up to the gun. He exhale. He takes a deep breath out every time. He presses the trigger so consistently. He manages recoil. He watches trace. He watches bullet lands. He does, and it's every. He's one of the slower shooters because he does this process every single time. So, um, I think he's pretty fundamental. And not to pump up Jake's tires, I want to beat him as much as anybody. But, but I do think he's pretty <laughs> fundamentally sound. And I think there are some okay, some very so. Yeah. Whenever it comes to that, what you've just said about Jake Vibbert, what does that mean to Jake Vibbert? In regards to, I mean, it's, it's it means the he wins. elephant in the room. What it means is the guy has won more matches than anybody else. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my right? po- that's my that, point. That doesn't come because of his good looks. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> that's that's my point. When you, I, I just had to push back when you said, "Hey, you guys don't know anything about fundamentals." I was like, "No, Man. I didn't say that." I said, "If I'm in a crowd of people that don't know anything about fundamentals, I wasn't referring to okay, okay." Any- you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Whenever I go out into my classroom every Monday morning, got it. I'm in a room of people that I am better fundamentally shooter than they are. Got my it. job is by the end of the week for them to at least match me or exceed me. Got you it. see what I mean? I totally so I wasn't it. referring to I wasn't referring to that in the competition. Oh, I misunderstood you. I was like, I got to push back yeah. a little bit. <laughs> no, no, I got you. I wasn't referring. To that. I <laughs> see for whenever it comes. That's the thing. We do this all the time, yep. every day. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep, and. The competition that we do, they're just a very small part of what we do. For you know sure. what I mean? Yeah. So what? That's why. I mean, it's not. It's. 
there's more to it than PRS and NRL. No, a hundred percent. I mean, I came from the yeah. hunting side. I totally agree. And I know there's a lot more to it. I mean, you got, there's a, a lot of things. So no, that's uh, I, I agree. I just, just, just push it back a little bit, but um, well, there was nothing to push back against. Yeah. I'm sorry. I guess I probably, <laughs> probably my fault. I probably should have made myself a little bit more clear. And I apologize. No, nah, we're good. So do you, uh, before we get into the main thing I want to talk about is assassins way. I think this is going to be an sure. awesome deal, but a couple, do you, do you do much hunting at all or? Oh yeah, a little yeah. bit. What are some of your thing. what are your what are some of your favorite hunts? Just quickly, I love hunting. Man, I don't know. The thing about it, I love predators. You know, I love to call okay. coyotes and bobcats. We have a lot of those down here. Cool. Uh, white-tailed deer, obviously, is one of those things. But what we have down here is we've got this. Uh, it's it's an Indian blue bull. It's called a Nell guy. I don't know if you're familiar. Oh with yeah, it or yeah, not. I know. Yeah, but the King Ranch imported back in the '30s. The King Ranch imported like 40 of them, okay. and then they literally bred like rabbits. Wow. You know what I mean? So they're everywhere. And so we get to go no guy hunting quite a bit. Cool. Um, and it's, there's no season on them. So that's always a really uh, good hunt. That's cool. They're a tough animal to kill. It's hard to find one that's standing still. And, um, you stock up, you stock up within 200 yards of a no guy. You've done something. That's <laughs> you know what cool. I mean? These guys are alert. Really? They're alert. They're wild. Oh, yeah. What do you, yeah, they're they, pretty big animals, aren't they? Yeah. Big bulls, 450. Okay. You know what I mean? And, uh, man, <laughs> the meat is phenomenal. That's it awesome. is really good. I yeah, love it. it's really. I love it. What's your What's your just quickly? What's your go to gun for that for a for a nail guy hunt? I don't know, man. I got. I went over. No guys, it's it's not to me. It's more bullet placement than anything else. Yeah, for sure. Um, with I've shot them with a three hundred eight. I've shot them with three hundred wind mag, three three eight Lapua. Yeah. But the next time I go, I think I'm going to try the six and just yeah. shoot them with a six grade more. Nice. You know? nice. Yeah, yeah no, they work pretty good. I agree with you on bullet placement 100%. So. Yeah. Um, a lot of people shoot them with 243s, yeah. um, and they, they do that. You know, the like Clint Smith said, the idea is to let air in and blood out. Yep. And so if you can do that, you'll be all right. Yeah, if you make a good shot, you'll be fine. So. Yeah. Perfect. Um, well, let's let's roll into the thing that, that you're excited about, that I'm excited about, everyone's talking about. Um, there's all kinds of people I like, get in texts and comments and complaints and everything. So let's no, it's talk. almost as if it's almost as if I uh, changed a barrel with a crescent wrench and a hammer. Or something. <laughs> let's let's talk about it. So uh, September uh, 2021. Uh, yep. Is uh, Jacob has he? What was it? Just a few a handful of days ago, you announced a competition called Assassin's Way. And I let's spend the rest of the time kind of going into this, and I don't know where the conversation will go, but let's uh, let's dive into it. I guess where where did the idea start, and and how where where when, when did it start, and up to this point, where are we at so far? Uh, started thinking about it years ago. Okay, uh, really started thinking about it real heavily over the last half a year, and then I started, you know, and I'd been making notes. I was visiting with a guy who's actually competing. And he had asked a question about it. And I said, you know, whenever you asked me that question, it, it tickled me because I gave you the wrong answer because I had this little tickle in my brain saying, now, Jacob, you thought about this. So I actually had to go back to another iPad, you know, my previous iPad for some yeah. notes that I found. And I was able to answer his question about Assassin's Way a little bit better. Um, and then that, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, it's been in the works for a while. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've had it in your head since the very early competitions as far as the things, Kim's Games, range estimation, stuff we're not doing now. A lot of logistics and time. It's hard to fit those in a match. But, I mean, that's how you started. So in the back of your mind, it's probably been there for a while. So. Um, yeah, but I don't think any of those things are old school. You know what I mean? I think I, I, truly, I truly think, John, that with, with the crowd 
that we have shooting NRL and PRS now, yeah. we got a lot of really smart people. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. we got a, lit, a lot of smart people. And they, I know that they would develop a passion for this side of the house as well. Mm-hmm. But they're never going to be exposed to it at a two-day match. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we got to do something that's different. Yeah. But then it's got to be, it's got to be hard. You know what I mean? Yep. It's got to be epic. It's got to cover. I can, I can do all these things right here at Rifles Only. But that doesn't tell me how well of a rifle person you are. You know what I mean? We need to do it in the desert. We need to do it in the mountains. We need to do it down here on the pool table. And once we can do that, then we can find out who is the best rifle person, yep. all-around rifle person, not just best marksman, yep. because. Marksmanship is not all all of it. There's more to it. Uh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, w- let's hit the big. Let's hit the big. Uh, how much? What's what's the entry fee? How many people are you taking for people that haven't heard about? It? I know a lot of this stuff, so I'm going to re ask some questions I've already asked. But what's uh, what's some of the broad details of it? Broad details is taking 45 people. Um, the entry fee is twenty five thousand, and it's going to pay a single winner. A half a million dollars. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of money. I don't care who you are. So <laughs> it is a lot of money. It is a lot of money. And so on on the site it says uh uh you listed kind of four things on your site. Number one, safety, number two, marksmanship, mm-hmm. and then you did four bullet points, Kim's games, range estimation, land nav, and target detection. So right. let's walk through those real quick. Uh safety. Okay. What do you kind of what are your thoughts when you wrote that down? Uh, I want you to be safe at my place, but we're also going to other locations that my colleagues have, you know, over the years that I've met and they have uh, different, I want us to present ourselves as huge ambassadors to this. And part of that is definitely having good weapons handling skills. Yep. You know what I mean? And having a safety conscious mindset all the time, no matter what you're doing, yep. you know, cause you're going to have to get safe on your land nav too. You yep, know what I mean? The sure. point A to point B is pretty short, but if there's a 40 foot drop off right there, we might do need to do a little bit better route selection. You yeah, know what I mean? To exactly. stay safe. Exactly. And so not just about marksmanship, but about everything. In other words, that means we, we need, whenever we do this and somebody watches some part that's ever been done, I want, I want people to know that we did this safely. And I'm, I've kind of have a reputation about safety. I don't know if you knew that or not. No, I do. But <laughs> yeah. And so I just want, I want everybody to have that safety mindset because uh-huh. even though the stakes are so high and everything else, it's still just a match. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, let's uh, jump back real quick. You said you have a reputation about safety. I got to uh-huh. ask why, what's your, what's your thoughts when you're running matches on mag changes? Is it a lost skill? Um, obviously not a giant safety factor switching between a position on a barricade when the muzzle s- stays down range. So but a couple answers for that. Yep. Uh, we do handgun carbine classes out here Yep. and we practice like crazy our reloads whenever our handgun goes empty and our carbine goes empty Perfect. and we can get it up and running with a new magazine in two seconds or less. Pretty yep. much any of us, you yep. know what I mean? Cause we practice it all the time. We don't do it with our precision rifles because uh, as some people negatively re- refer to as snipers, they call them belly fighters. I think it's funny, <laughs> but the thing about it is also, it wasn't just a safety issue. It was also, it was also being able to manipulate your weapon like you would manipulate any other weapon. And the thing is people do not practice Mac changes with a precision rifle. And believe me, they're going on, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're happening. True. They're happening, you know, all over the world. It is going on. And, you know, obviously the safety aspect of it. And another part of it is, um, it works. We've never had a firearms accident here. Yeah. Why am I going to change it? Yeah. Because somebody says, Oh, I don't want to pull out my magazine. Really? Shut up. Yeah. Here's the rule. Pull out your magazine between your 
your movements and move on because everybody else is having to do it as well. Yeah. That's the one I get the most pushback on. You'll say, why do you do that? Why do you do that? Because it's like every, no one, the theme at rifles only is practice what you suck at. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No one wants to do that. They just want to do it the <laughs> same way they've done it every single time. And yep. that's fine. That's, yep. that's their right. But it's written into it. If I go to somebody's place and they say, Hey Jake, Whenever you're moving from the steps on the barricade, you yeah. need to pull out your magazine. I'll be Roger that, sir. That's the rule. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Well, no, I yeah, I don't have a problem with that. When you go there, that's you know what you're gonna do. I just wanted to hear you, you know, hear you hear you your thoughts on it. So um yeah. fair enough. Um and you're right, we we don't do that a lot, practice it, but um it's uh it's not something I, I brush up on a whole lot. So I would yeah. I will if I come down to a shoot at your place though. Um yeah. what um okay, so back to the back to Assassin's Way. Um Okay. So <sighs> Uh, man, I, let's okay. We were on safety. Let's move to marksmanship. What are your thoughts on that okay. when you wrote that down? Mm-hmm. Well, marksmanship—it's kind of the kind of a thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, pretty <laughs> if, self-explanatory. Um, yeah, pretty self-explanatory. And then you know, there's some bullet points under marksmanship: multiple targets at multiple distances, yep. moving targets. You know what I mean? Yep. Things like that. There's going to be now because we can. We're going to have to. We're going to have the ability to do some UKD. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Unknown distance shooting. Yep. And so. You know the the marksmanship is is pretty self explanatory. Whenever you, whenever the you know the principal at rifles only says something about marksmanship, I think it's pretty self explanatory yeah, at that point. Agreed. So um, on on well, we're gonna jump around a little bit. I was gonna ask about guns later. We'll talk about that more on the UKD okay. side of things. Do you mm-hmm. personally feel an advantage to run a faster caliber than say like a six five forty seven or a three hundred eight if you're a, to be have a little bit more forgiving on your range estimation, or do you think it's not a big enough deal to worry about? It's a huge deal. So it's a huge. Deal. Would you There's run, a reason we're not shooting round lead balls anymore. <laughs> well, so UKD. Would you if you were? Well, okay. Well, let's talk. I'm going to save that. We're going to talk about guns later, uh, and that would go. That's going to go into that discussion. So uh, sure. that that's going to be good. So let's. Uh, and then marksmanship. Next bullet point was Kim's games, uh, memory mm-hmm. type stuff. Just an yeah. overview on that, or your thoughts on that for guys. Well, like we used to be able to do it. Um, that you know you you have 10 items on a table covered with a sheet so everybody okay. gather around the table pull off the sheet for a minute and then you'd go somewhere else and you would write down everything that you saw okay mm-hmm. and so the first time you do it even on a tabletop it's overwhelming but then after you do it a few times you get better at it and you get better at it okay but kim's games kim's games lead into situational awareness as well mm-hmm. and so situ- i've got situational awareness written down on the bullet points as well yeah. um because you need to know what's going on around you have your head on a swivel all the time you're out in the bush by yourself with a rifle, and that's all you got. You need to know what's going on around you. Yeah. But uh, Kim's games are, you know, they're really – that that truly is a lost art because we had to stop doing them because people would pull out their phone, take a picture of it, yeah. and then what have we learned? We haven't trained our, our brain at all. No. And, you know, it's um, you know, it's one of my sayings is proper, proper application of precision rifle is a lot more about thinking than it is about shooting. And part of that is training our brain. You know what I mean? And just like if, if mm-hmm. we think that six ounce trigger helps us, yeah. rock on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Okay. So mem- memory type stuff. Are you thinking, mm-hmm. are those generally, and again, I'm talking from, I think that's, uh, there's more military training that goes into that with observation and memory, remembering that stuff. Do those go on? Or are those uh, over long periods of time? I mean, are you going to add, well, I mean, you can't give away any rules, but mm-hmm. are those things where you can ask guys stuff last week, Tuesday at noon, what did yes. you see? So you could, yes. it could be the entire yes. thing. 
Yes, absolutely. Oh, man. I think that's one of the more scarier things when I think about this competition. I'm like, goodness well, gracious. <laughs> whenever you go in, whenever you go into this, you know, just, just think about it in terms of, okay, trying to get my iPad here so I can see a little bit better. Think about it in terms of you can be asked any question about any subject at any time. Yeah. Now, we're yeah. going to have travel between the locations, yeah. okay? I don't know. I'm not traveling with you. I yeah. mean, I'm going to be I'm going to be traveling elsewhere. So I'm not going to ask you about something that you shouldn't know. And I'm yeah. not going to say, "Okay, um for lunch we went to this diner and there was a waitress that was working on the other side of the floor. What color shoes was she wearing?" Yeah. No. Okay. You know what I mean? It's not going to be it should be something that you should know. You okay. know what I mean? Okay. So Now if she was good looking, I would expect you to know what shoes she was wearing. But that's another story. I got you. Okay. Okay. I can, I can, I can get that. So, um, it's about having situational awareness. Okay. That's perfect. That's perfect. Yep. Which we lack horribly in this country. Um, yes, <laughs> pretty bad. Yes, we do. <laughs> some of the stuff that's gone on with, with, I mean, not to be a downer, but some of the shootings and school and stuff and people like, I have friends that don't, they know I shoot guns. Right. And a lot of friends mm-hmm. don't. And they're like, what would you do? I was like, just be aware and set by an exit. And when you see somebody walk in the door, walk out the other exit. Like just, there's some, just be, be aware. So, um, anyway, side note, um, uh, range estimation. We have a long discussion on that. Absolutely. You know, and that's, we, we do it down here. We've, you know, trained some teachers for caring in classrooms and stuff like that. And you know, the, most of that, most of it is situational awareness. You know what I mean? I could teach anybody to shoot a handgun. That's not the problem. Getting their mindset right. Yeah, that's what we're looking for. Yeah, exactly. No, I agree. So uh, let's roll down to range estimation. Thoughts on that? Comments? Okay, so I could go over and I could pull this off in a lot of different ways. I'm going to say no lasers. All right, but anybody who's done range estimation with a mil dot scope knows that it has its limits. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's there's ways that you could do that, but whenever you're down here in South Texas, um, if you try to do range estimation on something that's 700 yards and beyond. It's going to, it's not that you can't do it and you can get close, but it's not going to be very good because we have so much mirage down yeah. here and so much, you know, atmospheric conditions. It's hard to see through. All right. So in light of that, for the range estimation exercises, you're not going to have targets that are beyond that distance. You okay. know what I mean? Okay. They're going to be 700 and in, yep. and it's not like I'm going to put, you know, a quarter out there on a post and yeah. make you range that. <laughs> no, it's going to be something that you can see and measure. Okay. You might think about it because if it's a target, mm-hmm. okay. And I'll have whatever you're ranging, I'll have an example from where you're ranging. Yeah. So if you look at a target and the target is leaning a mm-hmm. little bit, uh, we better be measuring side to side rather than top to bottom. Because yeah. from my perspective, it's going to look not quite as tall as it actually is. Yeah. So you got to think about those things. Yeah. There's techniques to range estimation. Yeah. Get your get your ocular set. Make sure you absolutely have zero parallax. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And then even before you did that, make sure you bought a quality scope. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that has and now they've got you know so many little graduations in there and line thicknesses you can get you can get really good i've gone out you know a lot of times just to go and do some range estimation exercises with my vortex mm-hmm. and it's like man this is a lot better than we were using yeah. those uh, three and a half to ten very x threes yeah with a mill dot so are you are you opposed to using the mill scopes that have uh, one tenth graduations or do you want people to use the actual mill dot spacing of the old school scopes I don't care. Okay. So you won't, I don't care. That's what some guys were always like, is it going to be a requirement to actually use a mill dot? I was like, I don't, I don't know. No. I don't think so, but no, 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 okay. no. You, you're going to, whatever scope you want to put on there is what scope you put on. If it's got, got it. if it's got 10th mill graduations, that's fine. Let's, let's yeah. rock out. Okay. I've done it. 
I've done it both ways, you know, yeah. with like mills, then half mill hash marks, and yeah. then the ones that actually look like a Venetian blind. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I'm, I would say I'm a little better with some more Venetian blind, yeah. but you pay for it in other sides too. You Absolutely. Know what I mean? So Absolutely. again, no, I don't care. I don't care. Just, okay. just no laser. Yep. Perfect. Okay. And then, uh, we roll down to land nav overview mm-hmm. on that. <clears throat> getting from it's it's pretty getting from point a to point b map compass protractor that's okay. about it okay it's not going to be it's not going to be the real real precise you know what i mean yep. and it's not going to be something that whenever you get to that point that you need to pull out a metal detector for something i buried in the ground no i'm gonna have a red box there okay and inside that red box is an item that you have to retrieve that you've been told that you have to retrieve put in your pack and hit your next point where you'll pick up another item Got but it. it's not going to be like it's not going to be, oh, man, you know, I've got to go, and this dirt looks a little screwed up over here, so I better see what's in there. No, it's going to be there for you. Got you it. Know, I'm, not, no I'm not trying to go no. and screw somebody on land nav, but they need to know about land nav. Yeah. You know, yeah. and not not everybody's hitting the same points either. This yeah. is a big deal, man. This yeah. takes a long time to set up. Yeah. We, we're doing 45 different guys competing on land nav. That's 45 routes, brother. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot of work. So um, it is a lot of work. <laughs> um, okay, so map compass protractor. Okay, point A to point B. That's pretty straightforward. So kind of like sure. uh, marksmanship. So um, yeah. uh, target detection overview on that real quick. Uh-huh. Just uh, okay. Put some so out there. Look at done it a lot of different. Go ahead. Well, we've done it a lot of different ways. You know, we've um, we've got a, an area. There's Corona right there, Lisa. Yeah. Okay. Enough. One of my dogs ran off. Anyway. Uh-huh. Um, did you say well, the dog's name was Corona? Yeah, my dog's name's Corona. Well, when we got her as a rescue, she was a little puppy, and someone was drinking a Corona beer in the, in the barn, and it was empty. And she's a puppy, and the, yep. she went over and knocked it over, and then her tongue like went all the way in to the Corona <laughs> bottle. So there's your name. <laughs> oh, that's fitting. That's timely. Okay, sorry for the <laughs> sorry for it the sidetrack. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I love talking about her. She's a famous dog, man. That's Everybody cool. loves Corona. That's awesome. Right on. Okay, back to back to target <laughs> detection. <laughs> right. So we would do things like um, go and put like. Um, Little things like a, a, a spoon off of a grenade, you know, a okay. red army guy or a little green army guy, um, different things like that, military items. And they would be in an area, you know, here's your right limit. Here's your left limit. Sit there. You can use your binos and find it. So you get something, you know, it could be a shovel, could be anything. And so then you would describe it. Okay. I know that this is a, a pin off a grenade. All right. Mm-hmm. But I see something there. I don't know what it is, but here's what it appears to be. And okay. here's what the color of it is. These are those things that, that that's how you do a target detection exercise but these will be much larger than that okay you know what i mean yeah for assassin's way it will be a target detection exercise the likes of which i guarantee no one has ever seen think (laughs) epic okay what what do you have an idea of what ranges will be are you going to be like is it like 300 yards and in or is it out to like 10 miles type of thing i mean no no it'll it'll be 500 yards and in okay okay that's good okay these are the kind of questions i like getting answered because guys are just trying to narrow down i mean there's so many unknowns so this is perfect so um all right well that's the overview. Now let's, I've got a handful of questions um, and we'll just kind of dive into that. Let's, do you want to start with um, talking about um, money coming in and capitalism? Oh, well, capitalism. (laughs) I'm kind of addicted to it. Big fan. I'm kind of addicted to it. 
So yeah, just you between, it, between that, that, you, I said between us, this is this is uh, with guys calling me. This is the gripe, and I'm and I've been defending you. I was like, hey man, if somebody <laughs> wants to put a competition on and make some money, I'm all about yeah. it. So yeah. anyway, that's kind of obviously forty five guys at twenty five thousand is a is a over a million bucks, and there's a mm-hmm. five hundred thousand dollar payout. So that's everybody knows it, and that's definitely been one of the things that uh, people are giving talking to me. Like I can't believe it. I'm like, man. If someone can do it, more power to them. If they sell a product and, you, and someone buys it, then that's great. So that's kind of my position. That's kind of what I've told the people I've talked to. And so let's, let's address that to start with. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's think about this from the beginning. I have to do what is essentially put on eight national level matches in 23 days. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have to prepare for those. Yep. Meaning all of these locations, I have to visit multiple times over the next year and a half to get them ready, you know, to get the land nav ready, to get the competition part of it ready, to get the marksmanship ready, to get the targets ready. Then I got to go back and check it again. Then I got to send other people out there to do that. Um, Remind me to tell you another reason. I'm not the match director. Okay. So ask me about that whenever I'm finished. Okay. I'll make a note. Okay. So then in order to do this, it's going to take me away from my job for about probably three and a half or four months between now and the time the competition rolls around. And then when the competition rolls around, even though it's 23 days for the competitor, it's still going to be five weeks for me. Mm. So that takes me away from the business that we have going already. Think about insurance. I have to insure all of these places. Okay. That's on us to do that. we got to have insurance to do it. Um, Some of the places already have insurance, but when they already have insurance, they want to be also named on ours. Okay. Mm. More expenses. Then I got to get the cadre from place to place to place. Travel, food, meals. It's all on us. You know what I mean? Then, and really the reality is I make the same whether this thing goes or not because I work for a corporation. You know what I mean? I'm just making the same amount of money. This money goes back to the corporation. What do you do with that? Well, you grow it. Okay? So you pay your normal bills and then you use your profits. Profits are what helps you grow that business and these profits will help grow Assassin's Way. In 2024... What I want to do is I want to take it international. And I ask you a question. Do you know how much it costs to rent a Boeing 737 for 23 days? <laughs> I, I t- no, I don't. <laughs> okay. I'm guessing well, it's a I lot. <laughs> well, I do. Yeah. And it, I'm a, I need to do this for three or maybe four years before I can be able to supply that service for Assassin's Way 2024, 2025. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's a lot of money. But the thing about it is what they're saying. Okay, it's 25,000 to get in. Yeah. Got it, man. It's expensive. Yep. But last match, we had the brawl. All right. Accuracy International donated a rifle, mm-hmm. a certificate. So do whatever you want with it. Do whatever you want with it. I said, okay. You see, you can give it to first place. You can raffle it. You can give it away. Yep. Whatever. So what we decided to do, and we have, we have done this before in the past, yeah. find the person who has the least expensive gear and gift them with a new Accuracy International AT. Mm-hmm does a lot for the company. It's great advertisement. really sets the hook deep for them in precision rifle. Yep. You know what I mean? For sure. And so, dude, I had to look on the range all day long, <laughs> all day long. I mean, we go up to a stage and I got 15 rifles that are staged. Okay. Yep. And I'm looking and I'm thinking, I'm running in my head, uh, 6,000, 8,000, 12,000, 7,000. Oh, that Accuracy International, 19,000. Oh, wait, there's another one of those right over here. Yeah, there's another one. Okay. Yeah. So, 100 grand rifles per squad. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I finally found somebody who had a rifle and scope combo less than $2,000, and he was the one who got the new gun. Cool. All right. Yeah. So, the thing about it is, what they're not seeing is the, 
the money, yes, I am going to make money on this. Yep. Get used to it. I'm not going to apologize for it. You're in yep. business to make money. I agree. But it's not, it's what we're doing with this money actually enables us to put the match on mm -hmm. and also enables us to increase and improve the product. Same thing with the range here. You come out to this range 20 years ago, man, we didn't have near as much steel, no moving targets, didn't have this, didn't have that. Whenever you get profits, you put them back into your company yep. and you make this. The Assassin's Way is going to be a standalone event. You know what I mean? Yeah. Completely different. It's in a completely different account. Yep. Everything is going to be used for that. Yep. Yep. That's fair. I think we need to touch on that. And I, again, I want you to make money. I know some of my buddies will get mad at me for not what, you know, well, it's too much and, and whatever, but well, who are they to say who's too much? That's, you know what I mean? Well, that's my thought. Because I mean, every, I, I'm the same everybody way. Everybody so. has their own, their own level of what is painful for them. Agreed. But I, I tell you what, someone said it the other day, they said that they were complaining about the price. They said, you know what? Even if it was 5,000, they wouldn't do it. You that, know what I, mean? I agree. I but agree. the thing about those people, but it's also, let's say I was charging 25000 and only paying back 100000 Yeah. Okay? No. This is a full half million. This is a game changer. Yeah, you know it's a I'm lot saying? of money. Yeah, well, it's that's the thing. When you take back. twenty-five to 500 it's it's like, okay, maybe I don't like everything that's going <coughs> on, or I sure wish that, you know, maybe there was a little money for top three and Get, yeah. You know, that's that's one thing that I would like to see is a, yeah. a little money for second, maybe pay someone's entry for third or something. That would be my only comment on the money because it would. Dude, you got massive bragging rights just for competing in it. I this know. is going to be. I just epic. would die if I got second. <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I couldn't. I'd have to go get some Coronas and spend some time alone. So <laughs> well, uh, would be nothing, a... nothing wrong with that action either. But <laughs> I tell you what. Taking second in this crowd is not going to be anything to be ashamed. No, of. I mean, it would be it would but be awesome and painful. Money, but yeah, but think about how much money people spend just throughout the course of the year on every little gadget that they think they need to have. No, I, every yeah. little every match that they go to, you know, they're paying for hotels, food, everything else. Just stack it up. You yep, know, I agree. You can do it, and plus, it's it's eighteen months out. Yep. If you want to get a sponsor, if you want to get a sponsor to pay your entry fee, that's fine too. Yeah, you know. Yeah, speaking of that, do you think? Um, do you think the direction of these kind of events with this kind of, I mean, this is 25,000 is, is too much money for me, but I'm also like, Hey, that's a year and a half to figure out some way to do it. Uh, do you think the direction of this is most of the competitors funding out of pocket, or do you think it's going to be something that you're going to get a team of guys, a team of sponsors? How, or what do you think on that? I've already seen both. Okay. Okay. I've already seen both. Okay. So yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's. Uh, you, you said to mention match director. Let's jump back to that. Yeah. I'm the wedding planner on this. Okay. okay. I'm not the match director. The match director I'm importing from Australia, and the reason is is because I want the match director because any sort of arguments about anything that happens always lay buck stops with the match director. Mm -hmm. This match director will not know any of the competitors, and I'm I'm probably going to probably know most of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's why I'm doing that, just to take. We're we're going to extraordinary links to make sure that this thing is absolutely fair. Okay. And so if the match director wants to consult with the cadre, he can, but ultimately the decision is his. So how, how do we know? Um, I know that I, I go to a lot of matches, PRS and NRL all around the country and, uh, and Canada. Mm -hmm. um, there's great matches and there's some subpar matches that, that induce, there's way you can run stages that induce a lot of luck in a stage. Um, depending on if a guy were to draw an er, say an early draw on some a tiny target troop line out to 1200 yards in the morning where there's you know 
no wind and then a guy shoots it at 4 p.m. and the wind's blowing 22 miles an hour so Mm -hmm. not necessarily um, a good uh, judge of skill between those two shooters because they're such drastically different conditions how (laughs) is this a match director Um, because because you could say a guy in the morning that cleans it with no wind that could take less skill than a guy getting a five on that in a 20 some mile an hour with a little six mil. I mean, there's, there could be much more skill involved by guys even getting five hits. So how, how, how do you, um, and I, and I think why I say that, I think good match directors can mitigate some of those things and balance, uh, the way stages are designed, the way matches are designed. Um, Mm -hmm. how is this match director experienced? Does he understand that kind of thing? Target sizes and Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Um, he understands that, but <laughs> just let me tell you a story. Yeah. There was a time whenever we were doing two national levels here, yep. we did one in the spring and one in the fall. Our springtime is known to be windy yep. and our fall is known to be dead still. So me and Frank Galley did a test. So for both of the matches throughout one year, we were going to start everyone. Everyone would shoot this before they shot anything else. Thousand yard cold war. Yeah. So one day, we woke up, match day, looked outside, no wind, none, yeah, none, not one stitch of wind. Everybody got to shoot with not one stitch of wind. There was one first round hit. Yeah, then that, yeah. The next match comes along, and we wake up, and it's howling. I mean, it is howling above twenty five, gusting to about thirty three. Mm-hmm. There were eighteen first round hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what does that tell you? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess I have my own opinions on that, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's, it, it depends on the quality of shooters and it depends. There's a lot of variables. Um, obviously I, I don't think if we took a, if we took the same scenario and you and me went out with no wind and shot a troop line, you know, 400, 600, 800, a thousand, 1200, um, mm-hmm. with no wind and then we shot that same in a, you know in a gusting eighteen to twenty two in the afternoon, and we did sounds that. Like a lot of fun. It does. It does sound like a lot of fun. I wish we could lay the scenario out because it would be fun. But yeah. if you and I, if you and I sat there and did that five days in a row, our scores would be higher with no wind. Um, okay. I, and I don't. I don't think that, that that's debatable. Um, okay. Um, that, well, I, well, that day whenever we woke up with no wind, I thought, man, I know. we're going to have sixty or seventy. Yeah. And the reason was, again, between their ears. They didn't take it seriously. Yep. And yep. then when the wind's howling, man, they were applying everything they freaking knew. Yep. And we had more hits whenever there was a higher wind. No, That's I, not debatable. No, And I, I see what you're saying. But I understand do, what but you're do you saying. disagree with my scenario if you and I just laid down no, there? No, I, I don't disagree with I, you. I've just – I have seen – I have seen a situation that – Agreed. That disagrees with what you're saying. Yeah. Okay? Yep. But does that mean I disagree with what you're saying? No, because yep. I've also seen it – exactly as you are saying yeah i've seen it happen both ways yeah and so i it's it's tough man yep. if you want to make a statement for it to be absolutely true it takes a hell of a lot of time studying it no i agree i just i've <laughs> shot a, like i said i've shot a lot obviously both of our things are are, are somewhat anecdotal what we've seen and stuff mm-hmm. but we were just we talked about this on a podcast we were at a match in texas where there was a 12 round um a 12 round troop line you started at like 1150 and you worked your way in and then back out with six targets two shots mm-hmm. per um some guy shot that on saturday in in some steadier wins and mm-hmm. you know got we're getting tens and twelves on average um mm-hmm. jake and i shot that on sunday and uh 
Jake got a one out of 12 and I got a three out of 12 and I don't necessarily think it was a skill. We, it was so gusty at 30 miles an hour. And so there there's, I've, I've gotten lucky. I just got back from Nebraska where I cleaned a troop line. Wait, out do you think, do you think whenever you and Jake were approaching that stage oh, and we, you knew yeah. that the other half of the crew had shot it under ideal condition well, and y'all were having you know, it wasn't ideal. Yeah. 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 Would you think that that could possibly have some way to affect your performance? Um, yes, I think it could yes, have some yes, way. Absolutely. But we, absolutely. But listen, but I, I didn't, I wasn't in any way I was giving up cause I was in position to win the match. I had cleaned, I had shot really, really well. So I was more focused and, and I mean, we were on that stage before we were able cause it backed up. So I was on that stage for mm-hmm. a long time, glassing and working on wind. I was trying to get into high points and taking wind measurements, watching Mirage, watching traits, a guy shoot. Like I was so stinking focused and mm-hmm. I just got wrecked. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell you this. What you just described to me was you had a troop line. Yep. Uh, six targets from 1,100, and how close did they come they in? Came, it was like 11, 9, 8, and then you went like 850, 950, 1050. So it was kind of like okay. in and out somewhere in there. Okay, and, in and out. And so you got – and I, I've never seen you shoot, but I've seen Jake shoot. Yeah, okay. and this was prone. This is just prone shooting. Okay, so, so. it's prone, so yep. it's, not, it's not wobbles. Nope. So – and Jake goes up, and he has – 12 shots right there and he gets one out of 12. Yep. All right. Jake had already screwed himself in his head because Jake's much, much better than that. And I don't condition. know. Jake is such there, a strong mental. Co- I, I disagree. I got to disagree. I, I've seen it happen. Okay. Let me give you another example. Yeah. Down here at rifles only. We did a, it was a, a, it was a, a competition, yeah. a small one. And it was like 50 people. So we were having fun with it. And what we were shooting was we were shooting three balloons on a moving target. One yep. pass. Yep. Okay. So we're only shooting it from like, I think it was just like 200 yards, you know, and, and a big, like eight inch balloon. Good. So everyone, I was shooting the match cause it was, it was a fundraiser that we do for anyway. We'll get into that later. Yeah. Anyway, I was shooting the match and I was shooter 18. Yeah. Everyone who got up there before me cleaned it. Yeah. And I turned around to the crew and I said I, to Lisa, my yeah. wife, and I said, Hey, watch this. So I went up there and I missed every shot purposely. Okay. What do you think happened to the scores and the rest of the crew? No, I know what it happened was, to the scores. It was terrible. I watched it. Was it. I've seen that happen a million times. Okay. Well, then that, you, gave, you gave me what is a real standard Oklahoma event. Then you put Jake Vibbert on that, and he only got one out of 12. That wasn't because of Jake shooting. Something got in Jake's head. That is a fact, bro. It is oh, a fact. Man, I don't he's <laughs> much better than that. He's, that it, it's all ego, bro. You've yeah. got to let your ego go. And you're, yeah. you're trying to – you're kind of seeing this as – no, no, I'm I'm much better than that. I'm much no, better than I'm, I'm not as strong is, mentally. I'm not as strong mentally as Jake is. I could okay. I could admit that getting into my head because yep. I will well, say Jake let it get in his head too. Okay. Well I mean I he, may, he maybe did. I, I would probably disagree just because his mental game is ridiculous. But you're you No, you could it, be was, right. it wasn't that day. <laughs> it wasn't on that event. No, I, I guarantee mean, you that's what it is. You yeah. got you got six targets between eight fifty and eleven hundred in a twelve mile an hour wind. I will say and, you and couldn't see misses, so there was it was tall grass, so there was nothing to see. There, so there was it was difficult. <laughs> I thought you just Man, said you didn't know on. who Jake was. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, that's a little joke between me and Jake. No, but I know Jake is better than that. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. And so something else got in his. There's no way he's going to do a one out of twelve on an easy stage like that. I just know it. Okay. He got up there. He got himself worked up. No question. Okay. No freaking question. <laughs> Dude, you know how many times I've watched people shoot matches? You know oh, what I, I mean? know tons. Yeah. 
tons, I tons know. in different stages of getting their head. Okay. Nah, okay. All one. right. All right. That, that can't even be debatable. Okay. We'll move on. Uh, we, right. <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> oh, I love this. Um, okay. So the match director's experienced. Um, you, you a lot, a lot of trust in him running a good fair yep. uh, course fire. Okay. Um, yep. how, um, what kind of support are you guys going to allow for competitors? If my buddies wanted to come, are you going to let people hike with people? Are you going to let them? Uh, no. Okay. Right, what about, what about, um, what about if, uh, like guys buy racehorses? What if, uh, some wealthy guy buys all the entrance and training for a handful of shooters and then they work together, they pick a guy to win. They have three, the, you know, the guys on his team shoot before him to get him win calls for the shooting and they work together land nav. They work how how do you mitigate stuff like no. that? No, that's not going to happen. Okay. That's not going to happen because one, everybody's got their own land nav course, and each individual is going to be shooting it individually. Okay. See what what you're thinking. You're thinking that this looks like a normal match that you've not gone to. That, no, I'm not thinking. Like I want to know. This is exactly okay. what I want to know. This is this, perfect. This looks nothing. This looks nothing like that. Okay. Nothing. Okay. Okay. Perfect. It's completely different. It's com- to the matches that you, and you've told me that you've only been in this about three years. Yeah. So four years, this, this looks nothing like what you've seen before. Okay. Perfect. And Good. doing that working together is, is not only is it not allowed, it won't even be possible. Okay. That's fair. That's, that's, I got, I got questions. That guys answer. We've got a buddy called me this morning. He's like, what if somebody, you know, and I was like, Oh, we'll ask. So, cause I, I called a couple of was like, Hey, what should I ask? So we were kind of getting up some questions. So, um, you're getting up on me, man. <laughs> no, I, we all, everyone's got the same questions. It's like, Hey, if this was a $200 entry, we wouldn't have very many questions, but when you're staking <laughs> half your life savings on it, we're going to go okay, we're gonna get some answers. So, um, oh. so, um, individual, that kind of answers some of the, how to keep it fair, how to prevent cheating. I mean, 500,000 people do some shady stuff for a lot less. So it's, yeah, true. obviously you'll be on top of that. Any, any comments yep. in, in regards to that? Um, yeah, I'll tell you this. Someone <laughs> comes up and, uh, and they approach me and they say, I want to be an assassin's way. And they give me $25,000. That doesn't mean they're getting in. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I got to vet them. That's fair. Yeah, no, that's you know fair. I mean? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I have to vet them. It's okay. not the first time we do it all the time. Okay. And then, and then you're obviously during the competition, you're taking, like you just said, steps to mitigate any kind of potential individual shooting, individual now land nav and everything else. Yeah. Everybody's going to, everybody's going to do this competition by themselves. Okay. What are your thoughts on fitness level requirements? I got one guy who's already signed up who's 63. He's not fat or anything. He's uh, probably like an Ironman competitor. No, 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 no not at all. Not okay. at all. Okay. Not an Ironman competitor. He's a, he's a normal guy. He's is a that, lawyer. Is that Lisa so. back there? Yes. Yeah. Hi, Lisa. I've never met you. <laughs> nice to meet you. Likewise. <laughs> anyway, so back to the fitness level. Uh, is it? You're going you're gonna to need to be able to walk in the mountains carrying your gear. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. And how far? I would say probably be prepared to do uh, five kilometers okay. in a day. So nothing crazy. No, um, nothing crazy. Are you on lad nav stuff? Are you guys wanting to have everyone have full kit, like rifle and everything, or is it just going to be just cruising? Yeah. Or it- no, yeah, of course. You're, okay. I'm not going to go out and do this land nav just for fun. Whenever you get to the end of the land nav, you're going to have to make a shot. Oh, I love it. Okay, I love it. Okay, yeah, let's shoot a bunch every day. Um, <laughs> what are you going to allow different guns into the competition, or do you have to have, start with the gun, run run the one one the whole time, or can you move one, rifles around? Same gun, same gun the whole time. Three hundred win mag and less. Okay. Um, 
Um, so probably don't. I, I probably won't bring the twenty-five pound dasher. <laughs> nope. No, I wouldn't. Okay. Um, I wouldn't. Is there? Are you thinking if you brought a light caliber gun, you think a six mil is adequate? You think you'd be fine with a six creed type of a thing? Or you yeah, gonna... absolutely, okay. absolutely. Further okay. shot, further shots, eleven hundred. Okay. And there's altitude underneath that, so it's, it. it'll make it easy. Okay. No problem. Okay. Um, and there's not any there's not any uh, kinetically judged targets either. Just hit the target. So no knockdowns, anything like that. No spinners, no. nothing like that. Nope. Okay. Nope. Um, is there going to be uh, overnight camping where you're out for multiple days? Uh, one night, three times. Oh, okay, that's not bad. Um, so I already addressed the teams inside the comp. You're not allowing that. Um, are you, what are you guys providing as far as is there any lodging provided? Are there any meals? Are, are we staying in hotels and going out to eat and doing that the whole time? That's going to be on the competitor as it sits right now. Okay. But I have been I have been approached by a couple of companies that may want to sponsor, and I don't know what they what is going to end up with that, or if they will even sponsor at the end of the day. Okay. But uh, as of right now, probably take it to the bank. No, that's going to be on the on the shooter. Okay. And maybe a few random meals where everybody can hang out, something like that. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're going to work on getting like discounts. You know. Yeah. At the at the different places. Hey, we're bringing in you know, this many guys and we'll be here for three nights or two nights and yep. you give them a deal. Yeah. Okay. And, and all that, all that'll be forthcoming. We already have that. We already have that secured in one location, but okay. we're going to work on it in the others too. Oh, speaking of locations, are we, are we at eight States, seven States? Where are you at with eight. it right now? We're at eight. Eight. Okay. Do you have a list of those just for people that don't know? I do, but I'm not going to put it out. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah. what, um, if you, with what you know now, in your head, since you're running the thing, <laughs> um, what, if there was a caliber that you would pick, what would you lean towards? Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's not, this is not a caliber race. You know what I mean? Okay. If somebody has a six, five Creedmoor, I don't think, you know, that they should go out and change that, you okay. know, just because they're doing something like this. Like I say, it's not a kinetically judged target. There's no knockovers or anything like that. Perfect. It's just hitting the target. Um, I don't know. I mean, what I would, what I would do is I'd probably try to find, you know, a lightweight gun yep. because you're not going to have any strings of fire that are like, you know, 10 rounds, yeah. nothing like that. Yeah. You know, I'd find a pretty lightweight gun that doesn't, I don't mind having on my back while yep. I'm doing land nav for, you know, five clips in one direction. Yep. Perfect. Okay. Um, let's see. What other questions can I, I, you're, you're knocking most of them out. Um, I, th- I think we're getting there. What, uh, anything else, any thoughts or, or questions that you're getting a lot that I didn't answer that we could cover just to help, you know, help people get a better understanding of what would be expected or required or. No, no, I'm not, okay. I'm not getting any, it's a, the, it is really, it's really fired up the rumor mill. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, this is, um, I think what people need to understand is this is not, this is not designed to make you look stupid. This okay. is not designed for you to fail. There won't be somebody who gets halfway through and says, I just can't go anymore. And then quit. Okay. That's not it. Okay. I mean, to travel between the places I'm allowing sleep hours, I'm applying travel hours okay. that, you know, so no one's going to have to be driving bleary eyed. Although it might be pretty good idea if like four of the competitors got together and rented a sprinter van or something. I yeah. think that would be a good way to do it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and just because, you know, why not, you know, share, share the driving, share the expense, everything else. Um, yeah. So it's, no, so it's not a race from start. We're not, we're not, you know cannonball run or whatever across the u.s and in sports cars or anything so no okay no nothing like that it's being able to show your skills 
okay, your field craft skills in different parts of the country okay. all shoved into one. Okay. And, and again, when you say field craft, you're talking about things we talked about. Are you, are you referring to survival, making deadfall traps, filtering water, starting fires, any of that kind of stuff? No, okay. no. Okay. Now, if it was me, if it was me and I was going to do that, I knew I had to, I had to be out, you know, I'd make sure I'd have, you know, some way to heat up some water to put it into one of my freeze dried bags. You yep. know what I mean? Nothing yep. like that. Just little, little lightweight, you know, lightweight, something that I could, you know, provide a little shelter. Yep. Good. Should have really good weather that time of year. You know yep. what I mean? I've, yep. I've kind of planned it to where it's, it's not going to be too hot to be down here and not too cold to be up there. Yep. And so, um, it, you know, just, no, <laughs> this is, okay. this is not about that. This is field, field craft as it applies to, all right, here is your target. Yep. Unfortunately, in order to get to your target, it's going to require some travel. Yep. And then whenever you get there, you're going to have to navigate to it. And while you're navigating to it, once you're on site, you better be situationally aware of what's going on around you. And then once you get to that point, you need to rely heavily on the marksmanship tr- skills that you possess. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. Are you, are you going to allow electronics at all? No. So the whole thing will be range estimation. There won't be any fix. There won't be any known targets. There'll be known targets. Sure. Okay. Yeah. We'll have, we'll have some known distance targets. We're going to start down here. Rifles only. We're going to shoot some movers, you know, and all of, all of our stuff down here is known. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, we're going to shoot some movers. We'll shoot multiple targets at multiple distances, check, you know, just checking marksmanship. Okay. And then, you know, the next place we're going to add another element to it or two elements to it, you yeah. know, in addition to some marksmanship. So from there, the marksmanship will start to get less. Okay. While these other skills, you know, show up, show their face. Yep. And then by the time we're done, all of them will be put together. Okay. Okay. So do you have a ballpark idea on round count over the whole 23 days? Any ideas on that? Are we talking 50 rounds? Are we talking 500? Any? I'd say 500 will do it. Perfect. Okay. I like and a lot. And if, if that changes, I'll let you know and I'll For come sure. back on or you can – you can just announce it. Hey, Jacob called me, said round count changed to 650. Okay. I just, yeah. I just want to make, I like the idea of a lot of shooting because I like to shoot. Yeah. So is the, the first thing, I mean, obviously we went safety marksmanship and then we went the bullet points below that is the primary. I mean, I've, I've heard you say you could shoot really well and still lose. Um, if you did bad at the other things is the, but is the primary focus going to be marksmanship as you listed it high no. in the, in no. the, your list? Okay. No. No, these other these other skill sets are going to be. I mean, you can say they're not going to be completely equally weighted, but yeah. it's going to be close to being pretty equally weighted by the time it's all said and done. Okay, okay. Um, uh, what about I knew, what, I knew a PRS guy would ask that question because they like to shoot a lot. Oh, no, wait, I'm I not love, saying that, I love shooting. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I like to shoot a lot too, brother. I do. Well, no, I, I like hunting. I mean, I love hunting and backpacking. I've lived out of tents for weeks and weeks, so I love that yeah. aspect of it too. And sure. you know, getting there. Sure. So I'm a big fan of that. But I do love shooting. So um, oh yeah, absolutely. We, we all do. Yeah. But you know that this is why we want to put some of these other skills in. No, I agree. What anything? And like I like I told yeah. you earlier, I said this 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 match will look nothing like what you've seen before. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, any pistol or are we just stick with a bolt gun? No, there, there will be no pistol for score. However, because I'm not dumb and I'm going to be out in the woods where you're sharing that with, uh, yeah. you know, other critters and stuff like that. I'd probably have a pretty good one with me. Yep. Yeah. You bet. Yep. yep. Okay. And then, um, are you, you think bolt guns the way to go? Is a gas gun advantage? What are you thoughts on that? Either way. Okay. Either way. doesn't matter. Either way. Um, well, I guess one last question. We'll go glass. What glass would you bring? Oh God, I can't really, you know, that's the thing I've got. 
It's like I, I'm in I'm in love with so many different pieces of glass out there now. Yeah. You know, I mean, I just Same. I mean, I've, I've used Vortex and this this new Leupold stuff that's coming out, you mm-hmm. know, over the last few years. It's yep. been fantastic. Yeah. I mean, the the zero comp stuff is is gorgeous. You mm-hmm. know, the you look through it and that's that's one of the things that I've seen change a lot over the years. Yeah. I mean, now everybody has some really good top quality glass and like even Vortex, that one, that little one, the that thousand dollar one. That, oh, what's that one called? The P, the Viper, or the Viper, yeah, the PSD? Viper PSD. Yeah, yeah. I've been seeing those come through over the last few years. No breakage, track yeah. well, see through them really well with a little thirty yeah. millimeter tube. Yeah. I mean, just no, nah, I, I, no, nah, just go with go with what you're comfortable with. So, you know what I mean? so to refine that, um, I, I guess that my question, a lot of good scopes, totally agree. My question was focused more on observation stuff, bino spotters. Any thoughts mm-hmm. on that? What would you bring? Or a uh, good pair of binos will be good, like a ten um, power type of a thing. Yeah, ten power would be fine. A twelve yeah. would be better. Okay, um, but as far as a spotting scope. Um, just keep in mind, whenever you get here, we're going to lay out all your gear. And during the exercises, you're carrying all of it. Okay. So whenever you exactly start. As if it's a big, if it's exactly as if it's a deep woods hunting trip or an operational sniper trip. So for 23, 23 days, whatever kit you start with is what you finish. That's correct. Oh, this is cool. Inventory on the front side, inventory on the back side. Okay. So. So are you going to allow, man, and you're just starting all kinds of questions. Are you going to allow, so if, what if I want to bring rain gear and then when I get to Idaho or Colorado or wherever we end up, I look at the forecast and I'm pretty confident that there will be no rain. Are you going to mm-hmm. make us carry that or can we have a yes. little bit of options? No, you're going to have to carry your stuff, dude. Oh, geez. <laughs> you're going to have to carry your stuff, but it's not like, it's not like you're going to have to, it, like I said, it's not yeah, like five miles isn't bad. Five yeah, clicks, not like yeah. you're going to go and have to land nav on, you know, 25 mile legs. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? true. Okay, fair enough. You know, it's, I mean, <clears throat> this is, this is not asking too much. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Because you know, as well as I do, I've hunted up in the Pacific Northwest. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what? Those freaking weather guys, they're not right too much. No. Well, that's why I was like, man, how are you supposed to forecast weather three weeks out with what you pack at the beginning of in Texas in September? Good luck with that. Like yeah, Idaho, you Idaho. Hey, man, you know, the thing about it is you have you heard of those frog talks? Yeah, yeah, I have, I have. Very, very lightweight, and they're effective. I know. <laughs> they roll up into a little ball, and that's uh, all you need, dude. I, I, I. So my brain, we'll start wrapping this up. But I've been uh, since this was announced. I'm like, no way. And then I, five, ten minutes later, I'm like, well, what if? And then my <laughs> my gears are going. I'm like, I don't know if I can. It's it's interesting. I'm gathering information. But well, buddy, last night I was like, honestly. It would almost be a sigh of relief right now if he just said April Fools, because like this is a stressful, like this is an interesting, like big deal. So um, try, try putting it on if you want stress. No, I, yeah, no, I can imagine. I can imagine. Hey, let me so. let me give let me give your listeners one piece of advice. Absolutely. Okay, and I'll give you one piece of advice for Assassin's Way. Um, we have a lot of really tactical packs out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the Kafaru and and the Gunslinger and all this other stuff. Yep. Good packs. Love them. Have them all. And I use them all. Okay. But if I was going to do this, I'd go to REI. <laughs> and get a, pack. a lightweight disposable pack. <laughs> Not necessarily disposable, okay. but they have some that are very robust that empty weigh a hell of a lot less than some of the things I see people carrying around here. That's a good tip. I, I'm a, I love Kafaro. I'm friends with Aaron and that's what I run on hunts, but uh, oh, I've, I've got, I've the, got my uh, own Kafaro. I love them and I'll buy them again. Yep. But for, for assassins way, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go and I'm gonna say what's what are the Mountaineers carrying now? Oh, we got this new super lightweight. So yeah, no, that makes sense because the the pro the big where Kapari shines is when you load it up with weight. Like yeah. a lot of packs are comfy, empty. It's not a huge deal. But yeah. when you put a bunch of weight in there, and we're not killing animals and packing them out that I'm aware of. So yeah, um, no, <laughs> no, that's no. A, that's a solid. That's a good piece of advice. So yeah. um, all right, well, we'll wrap it up. I don't. I'm sure we'll talk about this more as this evolves in the future. I really appreciate you coming Absolutely. on here and taking the time. Hey, it's, man, I, I appreciate you having me. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. And, um, again. Uh, you know, the, if somebody has questions, I'll give it out. My phone number is 361-522-4165. If somebody has a question, just call me, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm on the range, I might not call back until the end of the day, but I will call back Okay. to say, Hey, this is so-and-so got some questions about assassin's way. Call me. If I'm able to answer them, I will. If it's something that's not going to be released till later, I'll let them know. No, Perfect. no harm, no foul. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, Jacob, thank you very much. And until next time, good luck with the, with the planning and the training and, uh, and everything else. I really appreciate you taking the time and it's been good to get to know you a little bit. So uh, I appreciate you too, man. Right. Best to Jake. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye. All right. You too.